Hello and welcome to today's episode of Enthusiasm Co. Today my guest is Vicky Graham, the founder of Vicky's Donuts. Uh, and that would be special enough, let's face it, because she's like living every childhood dream of owning a sweet shop, but 20 times better because what's better than sweets? Donuts. Um, and so this would be special enough, but it's doubly special for me, um, if you'll indulge me, um, because I actually work for Vicky and have wanted to for a very long time. Um, Vicky was one of the first people who kind of inspired me to go self-employed um, in London because she was just out there killing the London living game, making a like making a living out of what she loves in a way that hadn't been done before, in a format that hadn't been done before. And couldn't be done as well by somebody without that level of enthusiasm and tenacity and just general loveliness um fast forward a couple of years and here we are me working for her and um her coming on the podcast which has just been such a lovely heartwarming full circle moment um but i promise it's not a nepotistic podcast vicky also has so much to say uh, outside of how brilliant an employee i am obviously um and she's just super super interesting and i can listen to her chat all day uh, we did chat for about an hour off air but we also recorded a solid half hour for you on her as well um so i hope you enjoy this one hello vicky hi hello thank you so so much for coming on how are you doing i'm good i'm good how are you I am all good, thank you. Um, now, today is a very special one because not only are you um, famous globally, let's say, um, but, also, <laughs> you are. Um, but also I have the pleasure and the privilege of calling you my friend and also my employee, uh, my employee, God's sake, my, co- um, my boss. <laughs> I, I, I pay you now, Vicky. Um, <laughs> so can you please explain to everyone um, who you are? Let's just dive in with an existential question, shall we? Um, <laughs> how how far reaching do you want this to be? No, <laughs> <laughs> look, I've got time. I'm not going anywhere soon. You can do what you want with that. <laughs> it all started back in 1987. <laughs> um, so my name is Vicky. I run Vicky's Donuts. So we are a donut bakery based in Hackney in East London, and we mostly do like custom orders for people. Um, so we do like lots of like messages written in donuts and. We do lots of events, things like weddings, and yeah, like you can have like anything that you want in donut form made by us. My favourite thing to do sometimes is just when people talk about donuts to just whip out your Instagram and just show them something and say, can you believe this is a donut? And they're like, what? But that's a tennis ball. And I'm like, (laughs) pleb. It's like that we it's like that, um Twitter trend at the moment where everything's cake. I know. Like we can do that with you but with donuts it's genius. I I love that trend. Um those memes are just the best memes ever. <laughs> there was a TikTok with a guy and it was called um Oh, it was called like Cake Gate, the film or something, and yeah. it was just basically. Have you seen it? And it's just yeah. filmed, and then he ends up like, and he's made out of cake, and he's eating yeah. it, and crying. This is Tyler He just like his caption was, um, like, I just don't believe anything that they tell me anymore. <laughs> and like he just like wanders into his living room like with a bread knife and like pretends to like be going after his housemate with his bread knife. Like, <laughs> you made a cake. It's so funny. <laughs> I also just think to anyone who doesn't watch TikTok, which more fool you, frankly, but they, if they saw that out of out of context, they'd be like, "Are we are we okay as a nation? <laughs> what's what's going on here? Let's talk about this." Um, oh, it's my favorite. It's just it really has been the blessing this summer. I feel really really needed it. Um, 
so how did you how did you get into this line of work how did you get into being the donut queen because I am just obsessed with it all really as as we all know but I just adore it so can you tell us a bit more about how you how you got into it yeah so I've like you know what I never really liked baking or cooking or well no that's not true I liked it but I never really did any of it when I was like a teenager or uni or anything and then it was only when I got my first real flat in London and I had like I shared the kitchen um well I shared the the flat with like my ex-boyfriend and it was the first opportunity I really had to like have more time to like cook and bake and I got obsessed with baking to the point where I would like I would literally like lie in bed at night and think about like oh I was gonna bake on the weekend and I would like I'd be like right on Saturday morning I'm gonna wake up at like 5am and I'm gonna like um put like a sourdough like um mix on and it'd be ready 11 o'clock and like all this kind of stuff and then I started like taking pictures of everything that I baked and I created a blog and it was a really naff blog like it wasn't successful or anything it was literally just like it was you know what it was before Instagram was big really so I guess it was kind of like my version now of like what Instagram would be doing and um, yeah yeah it kind of just grew from there and like and donuts in particular I when I was a kid my, so my auntie and my uncle used to live in Toronto in Canada and when I was a kid and went over there like donuts run like water over there and they have this place called Tim Hortons in particular which I think we now have in the UK as well and they I think there's one in Glasgow and one in Birmingham those are the ones I know of <laughs> good... I've not been to either but those are my that's my understanding of the situation <laughs> so far away um I know well that's why we've got you oh and yeah when like when you were a kid and like you were surrounded by all of this like sugar um the best <laughs> thing ever we didn't have anything like back over here then in the UK like Krispy Kreme wasn't even like over here and so it was yeah it's always been quite nostalgic to me and um because I got obsessed with baking I was like I'm gonna try making donuts and then I it just kind of got even more obsessive from there um so yeah that's pretty much how it started I think it says everything about your like determination, persistence and love of baking that you weren't just baking like sourdoughs and stuff, which is hard enough. But you were like, you know what I'm going to do in my tiny London flat when I've not really baked before? I'm just going to like every weekend, I'm going to make a deep fat fryer. That's what I'm going to do. That's easy. (laughs) But it is easy. Like people think it's so difficult to do. It's really not. It's so, so easy. Like it's, it's lengthy. Don't get me wrong. And like, you have to know what you're, well, you have to like, do your research and you know like read the recipe first so like you know what's coming and stuff but like once you do that it's dead easy anyone can do it <laughs> which is proof because you have actually also written a cookbook um which every time I see you I'm like can I buy another one and you just sign it for another one of my friends is obsessed with donuts and you're like yes um how did that how did that come about how does it feel like this is such a stupid question how does it feel to be an author as if you're gonna be like meh nondescript don't really care <laughs> um so firstly I'm not an author like I I would never like be like hi I'm Vicky I'm an author like I just I mean technically literally you are a published author so I'll hear none of this on this podcast (laughs) secondly on on that technical note it it feels weird like maybe it's because like (laughs) it's like the only book that I will ever write probably 
Um, but yeah, no, it's definitely weird. Like it's, it was a really like fun project to have, and it was a lot of work. Like don't get me wrong, I uh, I'm, I'm like the the queen of like procrastination too. So like writing it was was a struggle. <laughs> Uh, I just yeah I would I would literally just like put it off like all the time and then uh, luckily enough I had a literary agent then who's like amazing and he would just always like politely like nudge me like <laughs> when he needed like the first and like the second draft and stuff so he was really good with it but it was such a fun process and you know what was really nice about it I think because mostly like what uh, Vicky's Donuts does is like because it's such a small business um the only kind of time that we'll get to see like or like work with other people is for an event um and so it's like quite quick and like you don't really like get a chance to like build relationships with people it was really nice to work on such a big project with the publisher with the photographer with the designer as well and yeah like that side of it was was really nice and it was yeah it wasn't just me it was like a collaborative effort from everyone yeah I bet that's probably different as well in terms of like having a because it's a recipe book obviously you need photos to accompany and stuff so you will have had a photographer in as well because I think that's it's really interesting that you say that because that's probably the opposite of most people's writing experiences like not that and nobody else has like an agent or a publisher or whatever but just that I think a lot of people would think of you know if they're writing novels or whatever as quite a solitary endeavor so it's really nice yeah. that you found like community and colleagues in it and stuff I think that's a really lovely a lovely way of like having that experience I guess yeah it, it is really nice yeah yeah I suppose you're right like it's, it's different if you're writing a novel I suppose um I would be absolutely terrible at that hence <laughs> why I don't introduce myself as an author <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you say that, but you're very good at tying up sentences because we've just come full circle. So you're very good at referring back. I'm just saying, I think there's a novel in the yet, Vicky. That's all I'm saying. You're just too kind. <laughs> um, this does lead very nicely onto the first question I ask all my guests, which is, what are you enthusiastic about at work? At work? You know what? I thought long and hard about this. And I think I had about like 15 things on my list. <laughs> <laughs> um I was going to say making people happy and then uh-huh. I realized how cringe that sounds but <laughs> well, thank god you didn't say it <laughs> <laughs> but that is very true but I didn't choose that I've gone with time to be creative now this stems I think from not normally allowing myself to be creative and yeah. in all of the other jobs I've ever had they were office jobs that were quite non-creative um so it was there was a a lot of spreadsheets and a lot of you know emails back and forth so it's really nice to to be in a job that it's like a a big part of my job to Mm -hmm. give myself time to like design things like to think up recipes like to test those recipes and there's something just so therapeutic about it it relaxes me like it makes me happy and it's probably yeah my favorite part of my job I would say now I think there are people out there who are thinking this is all very well and good Vicky but how much can you do with donuts and I really would just again urge you to just head to the Instagram and see what you can do because you're like you what you you push the boundaries of reality with your donuts let's go with that um and so I wondered what your 
because also there's like creativity in terms of flavors obviously but there's also creativity in terms of looks and stuff um and I wonder just from a as a personal question we're gonna get personal um what what's your what's your favorite donut design or like flavor or anything that you've ever done oh man I get asked this like all the time and I never have an answer I I know I should I should know this is why you should have had me go through your literary agent who could have given me your your list of questions that are off off table (laughs) (laughs) um you know what it's really bad but I can't remember them I am almost like you know when um like film like what sorry film people like actors that's the that's the word you're looking for everything you know when actors say that they can't watch back the things that they've been in yeah I kind of like that like once I've done it I'm just like I don't ever like go back to it yeah I don't even remember like some of my favorite ones that I've done which is a really boring answer I'm sorry um let me try and think of them (laughs) (laughs) we can come back to it um it has spawned another question though are you sick of donuts yet like are you sick of eating them I mean no definitely not no that is what we want to hear that is that is the content that people want to hear that you can't get sick of donuts even if you are exposed to them day in day out and the great thing about donuts is that they're just so I mean how long have you got well exactly like how long have you got (laughs) Um, they're so versatile like if you think of like what you can do with like a loaf of bread or like not even like a loaf of bread but just like a bit of bread dough like you can turn that into brioche you can like make burger buns out of it you can have like some sourdough like it's the same with donuts um you just take the foundation of having like some kind of dough you can fry it you can put it in the oven and then you can do whatever you want with the icings the fillings um the designs yeah I think that's why like I've managed to go for like five years with doing this now because <laughs> like it just never seems to run out it's great this is true you did introduce me to the concept of an ice cream sandwich in a donut which did change my life irrevocably and I don't think I will ever be the same oh, again after having tasted that that was Aww. incredible I have to say before before we I started working for you I don't think I liked donuts that much because I, I think I'd only had I'd only had like like supermarket ones or like I did like donuts but they had to be hot from the beach and sugared yeah. and that's a very specific type of donut that you don't really get very in very many other places and so when I had yours finally I was like oh this is why people like donuts I get this yeah oh, I get this now. So sweet. also I can't believe you never said that in your interview thank you very much <laughs> <laughs> can you imagine if I did like mm, I actually dislike donuts um I just need the money actually Vicky thanks <laughs> get donuts like what do you do if I'm honest with you Vicky I think that not many people like donuts see this business lasting for maybe another year and a half but that's my conservative estimate anyway I'll start on Monday I'll see you then (laughs) um and this like I think that element of play kind of is really prevalent in your work obviously and so when I asked you what you're enthusiastic about at play um and for new listeners just as a caveat this is because I hate the word hobbies um because I have a very thorny relationship with it by which I mean I have no hobbies and that stresses me out um and so um what you said was collecting old cookbooks which I absolutely love and did not know about you so let's discuss this so I absolutely love going into charity shops and finding old cookbooks and the browner and beige <laughs> they are the better I think the thing that I love about working in food especially but just food in general is the 
the kind of the culture that comes from it. So whether that's with traveling, whether it's like with history, there's just there's I think there's just so many stories to be told. Yeah. And like my favorite old cookbooks are the ones where you just open it up and you're like, what were you thinking? (laughs) (laughs) And like my favorite ones are normally from the 70s, like kind of late 70s, early 80s. Where everything has frankfurters and gherkins in it, no matter whether it's savory or sweet. (laughs) And like when you look, when you actually research it, like you find out that like things were being started to, um, well, sorry, like the 70s were a time of like showing off and lots of stuff was being packaged in tins, things like Spam, like Frankfurters, um, avocados were in, so there's a lot of avocados and stuff. And I think people, like women especially, in the home, tried to put together these really weird, like, well, we think of them as weird, like, they saw them as really exciting, these concoctions, and it's just absolutely fascinating. And then when you start reading, like, these recipes, they sound so disgusting and gross, and the photos of them are really interesting. It's it's always with, well, the, the ones that I've got, it's flash photography. There's always a bit of like wood in there, like dark varnished wood in there somewhere. Like they've chosen some angle that is like that just makes the food look really unappetizing. And I just find it really interesting because I'm like, I wonder what that shoot was like for you know on that day when they decided to make like this avocado hedgehog with twiglets. <laughs> <laughs> and like I yeah I just I guess I'm just curious about like whether like the photographer <laughs> like kind of like so <laughs> so this is it yeah like you want me to take a picture <laughs> we've absolutely yeah. nailed this team it's delicious and appetizing <laughs> and then after the book is published like how many homes that went into like how many people that influenced um you know like how many family meals like sat down and ate that food that you know one night um I just I find it really really interesting um so yeah it's almost like it's like a piece of history I suppose in the same way that like when you buy like a vintage dress you you feel like you're wearing a part of the past and yeah and you do wonder where it's been and what it's seen and who it's met don't you exactly um it's it's like a similar thing to that I bought one last week that's all in German and I can't understand a word of it but the photography is amazing so I bought it (laughs) And always, but the pic- the pictures tell us everything we need to know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in it for the pictures, love. And it was yeah, it was only like 99p, and um, from a charity shop on Kingston Road, and um, it's got this little message like at the front of it in German again, so I don't understand a word of it. But um, it's like a, a gift to to like this person's friend, and it's I just love all of that stuff. So yeah. As a side note, I did a German AS level, so if you want a uh, pitch-perfect translation, come to me afterwards. Um, But that's so interesting because this is exactly why I love this podcast and, like, why why this podcast came to be because this is the kind of stuff that I just love to know about people um because this this aren't your answer intrigued me when I first saw it because like on the face of it the like the 70s aesthetic like you were saying like the brown and the beige is so totally different to your amazing stuff because your stuff is bright and colorful and pastel and fruity and delicious um but actually when you're 
like when you're explaining why you love these recipe books so much and you're talking about the community element of it and the aspect and having fun with it and playing with food and also the fact that I've never thought about this before but you are so right like so many of these cookbooks are aimed at parties because it was like an era of socializing and it was food used as status and like you know all the famous ones that come out with you know cucumber gherkin avocado hedgehogs with twiglets and whatever (laughs) it was all centerpieces for parties and stuff wasn't it and so it was about showing off and like pushing the boundaries of what you can do with food and that makes perfect sense as to why like why you like it so much because that's what you do with donuts albeit in a much more polished less terrifying less beige way (laughs) (laughs) oh that's really cool yeah I suppose you're right I guess the stuff that's on Instagram is very different to these books that I like yeah um like there's also an aspect of it as well like so at home my mum has got a cupboard just full of her, her old cookbooks and she like she still uses the recipes from them like when she makes a pie like she'll still use like this short crust recipe that she won um this book when she was like studying home economics like back in the 70s and she has these stories where like she says like the boys in her well like she went to an all-girls school but like the boys in the other school like over the road like never had to like do home economics but like all the girls did and like they'd get a prize of I don't know like football tickets or something and then the girls would get a cookbook as like a prize and like yeah so she still uses these books and she's got this um this little notebook with like recipes like scrawled out by my nana and like she still like makes her scones all the time um so yeah like I think it's just a it's just such a, a nice thing to have I think and I think when you can kind of find that in books like you know in your local charity shop I think it's just it's just quite heartwarming I think yeah definitely we've got a um we've got a like little recipe book that my grandma wrote for my dad when he went to uni um but I was a couple of when I was back at home a few months ago now I was musing about maybe getting a tattoo in my grandma's writing and I was like god do we have anything of hers left and um my dad was like oh yeah we've got that cookbook and I was like I'll leaf through it and I was like I'm you know much as I love her probably not gonna get like giblets written on my arm in her hand <laughs> again but he was like yeah no I didn't think about that did I I was like for god's sake <laughs> oh man (laughs) like short crust oh grandma love you so much um yeah you're so right it's all about kind of like the um connection it has and yeah just how nice it is to still have those things and also that is like the power of a good recipe isn't it like you know it's b-row i know is a really classic one but those recipes do stand the test of time if they're done well which they are you know like we've all got whatever it is the cake recipe of like 444 or whatever we all know those and we can just recite them because they haven't changed in you know 50 years because they haven't needed to exactly and i think there's so many recipes out there for everything now like no one really like if I mean I do it too if I decide to bake something that I've never made before I'll just google it Mm. which is like quite it's it's a little bit of a shame but you know it's easy and we live in 2020 and that's the way that it is um but I think it's really nice to have something that is a little bit more like I don't know like it's kind of it's earned it's keep almost yeah definitely I've actually there was um there was an article in the New York Times um I read half of it online before the paywall came in I'd like to point out I don't I'm not don't subscribe to the New York Times sadly um just as a, for a dose of reality there um I love, I love their food sections I subscribe to it 
Oh god, it well they're just amazing, aren't they? But they did a like a 14 piece um like article segment thing a couple of weeks ago about like what about like finding joy in the time of corona and it was like really small joys that people had managed to find in like this time of horrific sadness and one of them and then it made me think about like what my joy would be and I realized that mine is like now I finally got the time to read the preamble before an American recipe because like I feel like on British recipes we're pretty straight to the point we're like yeah I went to the park had some tins like no I came home and made this bread (laughs) whereas in America it's like their entire full life story which I never used to have time to read because as you say like I only ever went searching for a recipe online when I needed it and so I'd like just scrolled past the preamble but now I've actually really enjoyed reading the preamble online which is something you tend not you like you can't scroll past it in a book and I feel like in a cookbook it's yeah. more prevalent how it's relevant and what the story behind it is yeah, um right. and you're more likely to like read it aren't you definitely I will always read it in a cookbook because mm. I want to know where the idea has come from I want to know if there's anything that I need to look out for like just practically like when, when you're making it but if it's a blog post I'll just scroll on down and yeah. get right to the um the measurements that's a very interesting point yeah well thank you i'm here all day (laughs) um Um, and then i asked you what you're enthusiastic about in life and i mean this is such an enthusiast perfect answer i'll pay you later obviously because you're on commission um but can you tell can you tell us what what you said for that yeah um this is quite far reaching I I thought about narrowing it down a little bit but I just can't um it's passionate people who do what they love for a living I could listen to someone who works in a subject that I know nothing about I've never really had an interest in but if they're passionate about about that subject and they do it for their day job I will just be mesmerised and I could just listen to them for hours. There's just something about someone who is knowledgeable, who's got experience, who's like an expert in their field and they just love talking to people about it. Yeah, I just, there's nothing better and I just, I want to know everything about them as soon as that happens. I wholeheartedly agree you won't be surprised to hear um it's quite meta isn't it because I feel like that's what hopefully that's what people who are listening to this podcast that's what they enjoy and now we're like haha breaking the fourth wall we're in your ears we're talking about it Whoa. um what are your where where do you like where do you I mean the joy about this is that you can find them everywhere can't you it can be somebody you're passing on the street it can be just when you turn the radio on or whatever but can you think of any like super um memorable examples of this that like just sent you on a path this is like a fucking job interview sorry Vicky um (laughs) I'm just I'm just very interested because you've got such a broad um interest like range I'm just wondering if there's any like really specific examples that stand out for you of times when somebody's been talking about something that you've like had no idea about but you've just been like god that's interesting um you know what I don't really have I can't really think of like any like examples of say like one person or anything but I mean, my job is quite good at meeting, um, like, people from, like, all different like, walks of life and in all different types of industries. Um, like, I get to work with, like, photographers and, um, like, other, like, food people, uh, chefs, like, other, um, like, traders, uh, like, markets and events and stuff. Um, I guess, like, the most recent example I would have is 
we made donuts, which you know about, um, for a lab for COVID. So they were testing, and I should like remember all of the scientific like um, vocabulary for this, but they, they had like a an antibody testing lab. And when I went there to go and like deliver donuts to them, because they ordered like a bunch of donuts to say thank you for like how hard the staff were working. The woman who was there, who like met me at the door, she was just so enthusiastic about what they were doing. And like she was telling me about like the space that they have and how it all works and what their plan is and the latest research that they've just found. And they thought it was going to be this way, but like they found out two weeks ago that it's all different. And it was just so nice to like be around someone who like first of all is so passionate about what they do but also like I was looking at this at this person and I was like you are literally saving lives (laughs) (laughs) and I just like thrown together a bunch of like dough and like sugar for you Um, (laughs) but yeah I could have stayed there all day um I kind of wanted to stay there all day you were like, you're not doing anything life-saving right now, are you? Because I could just do chat all day. And she's like, no, no, I, I literally am. So, okay, fine. <laughs> Bye. Um, so, yeah, so I really love you, like, to get to, to meet these types of people. Um, I guess that's, like, the, the most recent example of it. I think that's a very good example. When you were saying about traders as well, it just reminded me of... Um just like all the stories we when we've been doing markets and stuff like because I think food is like it's it's a it's a really enjoyable industry but it's not an easy industry necessarily because like of like to get into because equipment prices and insurance is very high and like you know allergen risks and stuff it's all quite high stake stuff um and so I feel like when you're at a market and when you're trading with other people um it's so like everyone has a reason for being there it's not just something they kind of just fell into um or if they did there was a real like it kind of felt like that path was out there for them and that's not to say that like falling into something is bad obviously but I just feel like the food industry especially is a very very like hyper hot spot for people who really do love what they do yeah yeah you're so right so a lot of the traders at markets they tend to have worked in other jobs or in like another profession all of their lives they've normally like hit a certain age and they just thought you know what actually I don't want to do this like I'm going to change everything and I just want to make the food that I love and they're normally like really interesting people and the food that they make they have like a history with it they can talk about it all day um, and it's something that they're really passionate about and at the end of the day I guess well, I guess like, the reason like it's called hospitality is because they want to be hospitable to people. They want to welcome them and they want to give them the food that gives them joy. And I guess like they just want to make other people happy. Yeah. It's really lovely. Yeah, I agree. And uh, I mean, that's a very opportune moment for me to say thank you for letting me be a part of that because you're the only oh, connection I have to the food industry and I just milk it all the time. Um <laughs> So, so thanks, pal. Much appreciated. Well, you've been an amazing em- employee. I mean, so. Well, thanks. I will. I will. I will accept that. I have been. Thanks very much for letting everyone know that. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> thank you so much. I can't like. I can't actually believe we've been chatting for thirty minutes. <laughs> I feel like. I, I, know, I feel like we've been chatting for about three. Um, but thank you so so much for just like just chatting. It's been so so gorgeous to talk to you on the microphone as well as off the microphone um can you 
tell people where they can find you not physically obviously uh corona but you know <laughs> spiritually virtually where they can find you online see your gorgeous bakes and order from you and read the book that you authored um if they so wish yeah sure so we are still selling donuts so you can buy donuts online at vickysdonuts.com um and you can find us on Instagram at Vicky's Donuts. And the spelling is V-I-C-K-Y-S. And then the American spelling of donuts, which is D-O-N-U-T-S. Always have to put that in there just in case. And you can get my book on um, the Vicky's Donuts website too. Um, and yeah, we're offering like local delivery around London. And we're also doing recipe boxes as well. So that is nationwide around the UK. Which I feel like there's no greater joy than getting fresh donuts delivered to a door apart from a fresh donut making kit. I feel like it's a very close second. Like imagine just a mystery box arriving and opening it and just being full of sprinkles. Like that is genuine, just like joy making stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think it's cool. Like I think it's quite nice to just have everything in one box and it's all just kind of pre-measured and stuff for you. I think that's the thing that, that takes the most time that kind of maybe puts you after making them is just how much well it's not effort it's not a lot of effort but I think it's just it's made a lot nicer when all the work is done for you and all you have to do is put everything together yeah definitely well thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure um and hopefully I get to see you and squeeze you soon oh I know I miss you it's been so long now thank you I know thank you Well, thank you very much for listening to that episode of The Enthusiast and Co. This is the bit where I tell you where you can find me. Um, I am on Instagram at theenthusiast.co, on Facebook forward slash theenthusiast.co and on Twitter at Eleanor Kime, uh, K-I-M-E. My website is theenthusiast.co if you're looking for my merch, any more resources or my blog. um, And you can sign up to my email newsletter there as well. Thank you so much for listening. Speak to you next time.